Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. And here we share stories from women around the world to inspire and encourage women to dream without limitations. Today, I have the awesome pleasure of speaking with Ms. Doc sorry, not Miss, Dr. Ashley Wellman, and she is a criminologist, an indie author, and a mother. So I'm so excited to have our conversation today. Hi, how are you doing today, Dr. Ashley? Hi, Maya. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm doing great. That is awesome. So I just want to give you the floor to open up and let the audience know a little bit about you um, and what you do. That's a tough question, Maya, because I think <laughs> one of the reasons I'm so excited to be your guest is that it's ever changing. You know, who, mm -hmm. um, if you had asked me three years ago who I was, I would have probably told you a very different version of myself. But as a professional, I have been a criminologist and a scholar professor um, since 2008 when I started my PhD program and then finished in 2011. Um, and I've had the blessing of being able to work with survivors of homicide, families who have been impacted by murder, and sexual assault survivors. So working with some of the bravest, strongest people that you could ever meet, right? And seeing uh, what the true meaning of resilience and power and strength, even after trauma means, has really been my professional career. And getting to teach students social justice issues like wrongful convictions and victimology and trying to leave my students in the classroom a little better right every semester i want them to learn i want them to get great grades but my goal has always been knowing that students are often in a very blessed position right how do we expose mm -hmm. them to issues particularly in our criminal justice system of things like racial bias um you know victimization and other sides of the coin that you don't see glamorized on television and so that's mm -hmm. been professional ashley i think my greatest accomplishment to date is mom and mm -hmm. i would have never told you that i was going to write a children's book i mean think about what i do right it's <laughs> not child friendly <laughs> But I didn't, I didn't realize that the messages that I was learning as a professional would greatly impact the woman that I am, both on a professional and a personal level, and be able to translate to so many different things. No, that's awesome. I think you're doing so many great things. And it's like, you don't realize how doing one thing in your life can maybe affect someone on an earlier stage in their life. Like, children and for instance like you're learning so many things that could possibly prevent different things from happening in their life or um give them a, a space of support for different things that are happening so i think that's very important and that's cool like um you know i always say that you know as women we have that little fbi gene in our body yes oh, don't, do not give a woman a task of finding something out we're gonna find <laughs> out and more trust we all yes do. Listen, just give us like a corner of an elbow and we will figure out who it is. Amen. Or a Facebook page. We got it. <laughs> no, definitely. I'm, I'm like, oh, just give me a name and a birthday and I got you. I got or it. a place of residence. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who they married when and everything about them. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So let me know a little bit about what led you on your journey of becoming a criminologist. 
Well, I think it was always that deep-seated love, right? I think as children, we start finding things that give us passion and excitement and thrill us. And for me, it really was true crime, which is a little bizarre, right? But <laughs> but my brain, I mean, I remember at 12, 13, I had a binder that I was going to be an FBI agent, right? And I was going to train and be able to do so many pull-ups. I can't do a single pull-up to save my life, <laughs> right? I cannot run. I cannot run. So oh I do, um, I had this plan so early on and I've always been like that. I've always had everything planned out to a T, right? When I was going to be married, how many kids I was going to have, uh, what my career was going to be. And then life laughs in your face because those plans <laughs> girl, yeah, never work. Um, I remember going to college and a, an advisor told me, if you're going to be a, a criminal justice major, you have to be a police officer. So you, she literally said, you don't want to do that. So right. what else do you want to do? And I thought, oh, okay, I don't. Well, so I went into public relations of all things. And I had this changed dream. I was going to be a wedding planner. Right. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, I could do special events and this is going to be so great. And as I started working as a community relations manager for Barnes and Noble, which was the coolest mm -hmm. job ever, uh, <laughs> I started working with police officers to raise books for their police athletic league club. And mm -hmm. I thought, why didn't I listen to what I wanted to be? Right? right. Why was it that I let someone else tell me, Oh, you don't want to do that. Right. And so right. I, put all my chips into one place, University of Florida. And I was so lucky. I still remember the call I got at the gym one day that said, Hey, we have a spot for you in our PhD, master's PhD program, and we're going to pay for it. Wow. What, 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 what? So I, that's started, what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> yes. I started that journey. Um, I had gone in with the mindset that I was going to eventually go back into federal government, what I had originally wanted to do. And mm -hmm. it came down to I fell in love with my research. I fell in love with the people that I was getting to meet and I fell in love with my students. And so it was mm -hmm. this idea of, I got an offer to go to um, a federal law enforcement academy or I could be a professor. And I remember sitting mm -hmm. down with my then fiance buddy and asking him, what do I do? Like, tell me what to do because <laughs> I don't like to make decisions. Tell me what to do. <laughs> and he said, you have to figure that out, Ash. And you've got to follow your heart to do what you think is going to make you happy, right? It's not about mm -hmm. money or title or those types of things. And I picked professor. And so I've been doing that and working as a, as a scholar and researcher and teaching um, since, since that decision back in 2011 when I graduated. No, and you said something there. You said you asked your friend to tell you what to do. And I think as women, we are always looking for someone to give us the answer because there's always someone in the back of our ear telling us what we should be doing yes. as women. So and I there's think always that should be. Right. There's always this should be. It's not of what, of what you can do or no. what you could be doing. It's yeah. all of you should be doing this. So yes. that's very important to shift in your mindset to say, you know what, you're capable of doing this. So you can yes. go for this. And I think even when you said, um, they said, being a criminal justice major, you have to become a police officer. That was lies. Um, that was lies. Lies, lies, lies. <laughs> There's so many things that you can do. Like you can turn it into anything that you yes. want it to be. 
and that's just being creative in your own space and like mm -hmm. someone just limiting your beliefs or your desires your plans like that's just a hindrance on ourselves as women you know yes i tell you so that was back in 2000 and probably 10 i was making that decision of what was my career going to hold and then mm -hmm. for me i thought you know like oh i had my again my whole life was just planned out i had it made in the shade right so 2010 mm -hmm. i met buddy who um a year later we got married so and he was on this path with me amazing human being um in 2014 we had my daughter reagan and oh. in 2016 we were like okay it's easy having babies is easy we're gonna have another baby <laughs> and um we we were naive and thinking it was gonna be so easy to have a second child and instead we faced multiple miscarriages back to back to back and so that definition of mother and family and what I thought I was going to have definitely got shifted in my mind. And right. again, Buddy was there to say, okay, Ash, you know, like you've got to step back and think about your happiness. My career was doing so well. I had just gotten tenure as a faculty member, which is supposed to be, you know, holy grail of, of success. Right. And it, I didn't feel like the woman I wanted to be or the mother I wanted to be or the wife I wanted to be. And so I was fortunate because buddy had said, let's move then, you know, let's just move mm -hmm. and start over, right? You can close the door that was going to be the nursery. You can walk away from this house that holds those miscarriages, right? We can just go. And so, right. um, he trusted me to, to make a move, make a lot of uh, career sacrifices and come mm -hmm. to, uh, to Texas. And so that was in 2018, we made a big move. He quit his job, right? we moved to Texas. And the day before I started my new job, August 12th of 2018, out of nowhere, my husband collapsed in our home in front of my daughter and me and had a pulmonary embolism that killed him. And so, wow. he, yeah, he died in front of my daughter and I, um, we, you know, I made it to the hospital where they tried to resuscitate him. Didn't happen. So this, this man who's been my guidepost, because I, I did, I like, most people, I needed my anchor, you know, to tell me kind of who I was and what I was worthy of and be my cheerleader, which was his amazing role. He was the best at that. And mm -hmm. I literally thought, Jesus, you know, like everything that I had in my life, good, bad, ugly, right? He was a beautiful part of my life. And he was the person who was growing a family with me and the father of my child and everything. So my best friend was gone this dream of motherhood was definitely gone because my partner's, you know, missing. Yeah. And then I had to become widow and single mother to a grieving baby that I never want. I did not want those titles. Right. And, oh um, God. it was horrible. It was horrible. And in, in the midst of that, you know, like my career is very, um, serious and it has a lot of, you know, heavy components to it. And so, mm -hmm. While I was dealing with trauma, what's interesting, one is my career stopped being just the research and it became something where I took those stories of the families that had talked to me and it became my own ability to say, wait a minute, I've talked to, I've advised, I've supported families who have been through the unthinkable, right? Mm -hmm. And I've seen hope and resilience and things that I ne never thought I would see in a human being. And somehow those families make it. And those families make it and thrive, right? And right. I started thinking about like, well, what tips have I given them? And what have I told them to do? And one of the things that I told them, which seems so easy to tell other people, right? Was 
your, your past life is no longer the same, right? And to, mm-hmm. to try to feel forced back into that cookie cutter life that you had when it's not there anymore, right? Is one of, it's very difficult to grieve through that because so, you're trying okay. to be the old self, live an old life, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking, well, what could I be doing, right? And a friend saw a picture of my daughter dancing with her skeleton, who's her best friend, right? I am a criminologist. So as weird as that sounds <laughs> behind me are, you know, four or in front of me are four skeletons on my couch. Um, but she adopted this one skeleton named Fresno. She named him Fresno at age two. And uh-huh. he saw this picture on my desk and he said, Ashley, what if you started creative writing, like stepped back a little bit from the serious stuff that you do. And you wrote about the joy and the beauty of this little girl who's in love with this skeleton right? And make up this story about their friendship. And he's like, there's so much beauty in that relationship. So I did in the, in the darkness and kind of the quiet of the condo where he passed away, right? I was alone in a new city. My daughter was asleep and on nights where she wasn't crying out for her dad, right? I was just in the quiet. And so to fill that, I started creative writing and it saved me. But there was still so much of me, Maya, that like said, okay, but the only thing I still am is scholar. Do you know what I mean? Like that's me and that hasn't changed. So Mm -hmm. I think when our world falls apart, we start saying like, okay, what is my identity and what's real and solid for me? So when I got back to work, it was the same thing I had told people not to do. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be that top, you know, hardworking, perfect scholar, professor, Mm -hmm. and do that the same way I used to do it, right? And what I realized is that grief had significantly reshaped my reality and the people in my story, right? So people who had been my biggest cheerleaders didn't really understand, right? It was time for me to be over the grief. People that I didn't know were my allies crawled out of the woodwork to be cheerleaders, right? But like everything looked different. And right. um, the job I had come for came available and I got blocked from that position uh, by a small group. And wow. in that moment, right, I literally thought, oh my God, the only thing I'm good at, the only thing that I'm good at is now gone, right? So mother, wife, scholar is missing, okay? It's fallen mm-hmm. apart. And for months, I kept asking the question, who am I if I'm not those things? Who am I, mm-hmm. right? And it was that, that fear of that I've been conditioned to believe, like most people and most women specifically have, is that we're only good mm-hmm. at a small number of things, right? right? And that once you get so deep, especially at the older you get, as you get more accomplished and deeper into a certain field, you start believing that there's one path to success. There's only Mm -hmm. one thing you're good at. Do you know what I mean? And that if it's not that, then literally you're worthless. And that was a very real feeling for me, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. well, then you know what, Ashley, you probably aren't good enough. You're not worth, you're not, you're not worthy of anything else. You're not going to be able to accomplish and provide for your child in any other way. And Mm -hmm. I had to have the same friend that told me to start creative writing said, Ashley, you get two choices. You can believe the very small narrative of what a few people are saying, right? Or you can start listening to the truth of what you know you're capable of, who you know you are, and who most of us are standing around here telling you, right? People can tell us all day. But he Mm -hmm. was like, 
99.9% of us are telling you you're capable of more and different things and whatever you want to be, but you have to start believing that, right? And make the decision, Definitely. yeah, of what you want to be. And so I said, oh my God, what if that little fun project, writing, right? That, mm -hmm. that was a healing mechanism that saved me in the quiet, right? Mm -hmm. What if that could literally be magic and a new chapter of my life, right? And so I mm -hmm. went down to the courthouse and I filed a small business um, permit for a small business permit. And mm -hmm. I reached back out to my illustrator and I said, okay, Zach, he's brilliant. I'll talk about him later. But <laughs> I said, <laughs> listen, Zach, uh, not to freak you out. This is legit. Okay. I'm going to do this as a career. I need you to like get on the ball, right. And be on board. And he literally, you could just tell, he was like, Oh crud. She means that, you know, and, she, and he was so great. You could see the, like almost the fear for me in his eyes. And he went like, okay, yeah. let's, you know, let's do this. Let's do it. Yep. And so, um, we, we pursued that. Right. And I started saying that this one little project could actually be a path for me to model a healthy woman, a brave woman, mm -hmm. a scared woman, who's willing mm -hmm. to take risk on herself to my little girl, right? Because up mm -hmm. till then she had seen mom, um, good, bad, and ugly, but a lot of the bad moments were about how I viewed myself and how work had defined, you know, what I thought I was. And mm -hmm. I wanted her to see, just like I tell her, right? I wanted her to see, I believe that I'm worthy and that I'm capable. And so that means taking risk on myself, you know? And so, right. um, I said, it doesn't just have to be the one children's book. It doesn't have to just be a hobby. It could be the plush doll and puzzles and curriculum for mm -hmm. elementary schools. And it could be right. books two and three and uh -huh. you know, whatever else I want it to be. And when I kind of got secure in saying, Ashley, you have permission to try something new, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy doesn't mean it will last, but mm -hmm. to say, Ash, you can try something new was so freeing and terrifying, <laughs> but no, so, yeah, so freeing. And, um, mm -hmm. so now I'm kind of on this journey of saying, you know, this is where I want my life to go. And I want to mm -hmm. take this creative journey, which is something that's been suppressed that I had, you said like, Ash, what about being a writer? I would have been like, <laughs> you're that's crazy cute. yeah that's cute um you know and I'm like what do you mean research I can write that you know but to think wait I could literally just make a magical world I wouldn't have believed right. you and mm -hmm. if I had said wait I'm a I'm a scholar I'm a teacher I'm a professor I'm these things that doesn't go away I can draw mm -hmm. from those things right? right I will always be an advocate always mm -hmm. and so why not advocate for young children to believe that because they're different, they're super special, right? Or to advocate for a child to teach them it's important to love yourself and to accept others mm -hmm. and to create a better world together, right? Those are lessons that mm -hmm. I'm teaching my college students. So right. why not five to eight-year-olds? You know, why not be teaching little ones that way? Build and, a strong and, foundation. Yes. And so that's exciting. It's exciting for me. And I'm learning, chipping away, at Ashley's <laughs> negative thoughts to say like, Ashley, you are this and that's all you are. Because the reality mm -hmm. is, is that any title we want, any path we want, it's about mm -hmm. bravery to try. You know, right. it's, we're talented more than we'll ever give ourselves credit for. 
and no definitely like, like we are like we can blossom to so many different areas and anything. i think we don't realize it ourselves that's exactly right and we i think the older we get the more the the you know, it becomes of practicality and you need to be doing x y and z it's about title and paycheck and these types of things they're important right Do not get me no, wrong. They, they are they're very they important are. But if you're not healthy and you're not happy and you're not chasing something that fills you, then how good mm -hmm. is any of that money? How good is any of that, of those titles, right? When, when you come home, you're a shell of the woman you want to be. And that's what I've been right. doing since buddy passed away. And it, it took a lot of therapy and a lot of self-reflection to say, Ash, you can rewrite the way you want your life to look, you know? And that's mm -hmm. kind of, that's kind of where I am. No, and I just want to, you know, first of all, say sorry for your loss. Like, oh. that is tough in itself because it's, especially as women, I feel like we're we're searching and we're looking for that one person that is going to help us to mm -hmm. reach and take those bounds and those leaps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you found someone who was supportive of you and essentially put you first before them. And that's hard to find. Like, mm -hmm. women out here, we know that it's hard to find that. So, it's like when you when you lost that support, when you lost that push, it was hard for you to adjust for it, adjust to it. And I mean, that's definitely understandable. And I had to start doing to it say, myself. Like I had to start right tell yourself myself. Which like, wait, I gotta push myself. Wait, I can't push myself. Wait, I have to cheerlead for myself. Uh-uh. I want to be the one to melt down on the couch, have you wrap your arms around me, and tell me, okay, Ash, I understand how you're feeling, but. It's, you're not right, right? I needed, I needed my, my anchor and my rock, but you know what? You know what's beautiful is that, and I encourage anyone who, you know, one, I got the love, I had the love. And so to mm -hmm. say I've had that, my God, I'm so lucky to say right. that I did get, I didn't get two children, but I did get one who's healthy mm -hmm. and beautiful and perfect. So you know what? Each of those traumas, right, is going, okay, but it, it resulted in beautiful moments and beautiful parts of my life. So I, mm -hmm. the hard parts are worth every moment of it. And since his passing, what's crazy is the way other humans in my life have, there's been many that have been very hurtful and not even intentionally, right? In the trauma, but there's also been people that I never would have expected who have stepped up and rallied around me and been become family my own family's amazing his family's mm -hmm. amazing and i'm i'm learning that when you have to start when you have to sit with who am i and there mm -hmm. isn't always someone there to remind you right it forces you to dig deep and learn it for yourself and so you know my hope is i'm only 36 so it's like i could and probably will love again you know, mm -hmm. but I think I will be forever better and stronger and more capable in that relationship because buddy, and because of the mm -hmm. hard things I've been through, you know what I mean? I think it sets me up to be a stronger, better woman because I was loved. I know that love. And then I had to learn it for myself too. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely understand that. And I want to bring it back to a point where, you know, we go on these paths where we, we think that it's only one pathway or one solution to one thing, or we're only supposed to be good at one thing in our life. And I think that's a way that society has conditioned all of us in general. Like, you know, you're supposed to go get a job and work that job for 30 plus years, retire, and then do whatever else you want to do. And then that's when you get to live your life. 
And I think that's a way that we need to recondition everyone. You know, everyone's getting into this space where, you know, they want to do different um, forms of income, you know, have seven incomes. And I think it's not even just the income part. It's like you can do multiple things that you're good at. You can do multiple things that you love. And it's just being able to find those things is what what really counts, you know? Right. And I think I think one of the things that we do is we also go to things we're comfortable with. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So if I'm not this, maybe I could just be these fringe things. Do you know what I mean? These things that relate directly to what I think I'm good at, but Uh really make a, you know, a tally list of the things you bring to a job, the things you bring to your family, the things you bring to your friends, all of those talents can be directed towards almost anything. And so I think it's about saying we're allowed to have chapters in our life. Do you know what I mean? And you're allowed Mm -hmm. to be... Mm -hmm. Scholar, Dr. Ashley Wellman. I'm allowed to be Ashley, the indie author. I'm allowed to be Ashley, the mom and just Ashley, the woman. I can be all of these things. And when one of those no longer fills me, I'm allowed to say what a great part Mm -hmm. and then turn the page. Right. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's really scary. And so, yeah, I encourage people to say I'm bigger than what I think I am and Mm -hmm. not worry about failure or not making it because when you try, you've made that little chapter. It might be three pages long or it might be 300 pages long. You know what I mean? But you still lived that chapter and it will add to that book, you know, even if it's not right. a permanent ending or something like that. No, definitely. I, I really do understand that because it's like, we have to get into a space where we want to try different things, you know, Um, I think that's a big thing, especially going to college. We're conditioned to think like these are what successful people do. Doctor, lawyer, teacher, nurse, um, what engineer, different things that society deems as successful. But and that's what you go for. That's what you try. But you don't necessarily know what you like. You don't know what you actually are good at, what you really want to do, because you haven't explored. Right. And And I will tell you as a professor, I will tell you. College is not for everybody and it is not the only way to success, right? So I feel like parents, especially, and, and even us, right? We, we say, okay, like you said, there's only one path to success. So I have to check these things off. The world right. is changing. I mean, even since COVID, the world is changing. And so mm-hmm. our path to success, look at the generation, maybe two below me, but below me, right? And the way where it's, <laughs> Um, you know, technology driven and social media driven and all of these things, there is success in creativity, in exploration and, you know, art and all of these, these things that we've been told are not careers. Right. I literally remember being like, okay, maybe I could be on Broadway. And then I was like, well, that's not a real career. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who do that for a career. Right. But, but we're not conditioned to expect that we could be a musician, an artist, a social media influencer, a author. And so I'm 36 and just going, I guess I, I think I could be that. Right. And (laughs) what, and I'm going to try. And, you know, I think, you know, I've had people say, well, Ash, what if it doesn't work? Like, what if that doesn't work? And I go, I did it. I did it. It's forever on my little list of, oh yeah, right. what I'm telling my grandkids, you know. I like, tried it. You know? I did that. And look, oh, I have a copy or 10,000 of copy <laughs> of the book I wrote <laughs> upstairs. And so, I mean, it's just, it's exciting. It's creating little artifacts mm-hmm. in your life and little stories in your life. Your job is one tiny piece of it, 
and it's one tiny mm -hmm. piece of you. And yet I think the older we get, the more it, it defines who we are and what our worth is. And it doesn't, if it all goes away, if it all goes right, away, we're like conditioned not to take risk. And yeah. it's like, take risks. You only live yeah. one life. Yes. Like, what are you going to live through and say that you did just right. worked at a job for 30 years? Right. Say that you worked at the job for 30 years, plus created this, plus tried this and this and this and that. Like, spread your wings. Yeah. And quit and <laughs> don't put things wings. off. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that I've always been such a planner and such a perfectionist of this is going to happen when I get this, this will happen. And I have this, this nice flow chart of life. And then I literally witnessed a healthy 44 year old die in front of me. And the reality mm. is, is it could have been me, right? It could have been right. any of us. And we mm. had so many plans, so many dreams, right? I remember even him saying like, okay, you know, we'll travel here when this happens. And I, you know, I wish at 44, he would talk to me about, you know, I wish I had gone to massage therapy school, but that wasn't really an option. I wish I had been a high school teacher. I wish I had. And I remember telling him, do it then, you know, right. you're, not, you're at 92, go, go do it. <laughs> right. And I'll support you to do it. And so if I'm willing to tell him that, if I was willing to tell my daughter that if she wants to be a zoologist or a singer or whatever she wants, it changes daily. She's six, right? But if, if I'm willing to tell and the that's people- that's good though, that's right? good. Like change, try, change explore. Right? Remember you have to teach them from a young age. It's yes. like, listen, I, my, my parents when I was younger, they let me do anything. I was oh, in wow. ballet class, gymnastics. I was doing tennis practice, singing lessons, acting classes, modeling, you name it. Like they were allowing me to try things out and know and find myself and find out what I was good at, what mm -hmm. I enjoyed doing. So, you know, some people may not be fortunate enough to do all of that, but, you know, let your child explore. Yeah, dream. Let them, let them dream. Yes. And then we then have to let ourselves dream and believe mm -hmm. that we're worth those same types of dreams, right? And listen right. to those messages we're telling our kids and our, our friends and family. And at the end of the day, the only person you're going to disappoint is yourself, right? By not okay. trying. So I think for me, it's learning... You know, I, even at 36, you know, I'm like, I want my parents to be proud of me. I don't want my friends to be disappointed in me. And then I'm thinking, I don't want my daughter to be disappointed in me. You think any of them care really no. at the end of the day? No. And I, I remember, you know, I remember saying to, to my parents, you know, I was like, don't freak out. I think I'm going to try this thing as a writer. And I said, because at the end of the day, I have to be happy and healthy. And that is, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that is, you know, all this other stuff is coming at a cost. And for mm -hmm. me, it's saying, create a life that's worth living. And it's one where I literally am pursuing health and happiness because without it, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not worth living. <laughs> right. And then being that supportive person, like all of my friends, you know, they always come to me with their different ideas because they know Maya's going to tell them, okay, then just do it. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. going to sit here and tell you not to do it because, no. you know, I don't want to live a shoulda, coulda, woulda life and that you shouldn't either. So um, I think you're capable of it. Go for it. Try it. If it doesn't work, if you don't like it, then you can at least say you tried it and you won't be wondering if yeah. it would have worked for you. And I'll not, be the parachute you know? for you if it doesn't. Right. And then, and then we'll float <laughs> right. down together. We'll pack up the, you know, the parachute again and we'll go jump right. out of the plane again. Like, let's just keep right. doing it. Um, but my goodness, it really is a learning process. I mean, and it's easier to tell our friends that than to tell ourselves that. So it's coming to the, to the, the growth place where you say, wait a minute, all the things I tell the people I love, I better love myself enough right. to say those same things.
No, definitely. I totally agree. So what can you say? Um, well, I'm pretty sure Buddy was probably one of your bit biggest inspirations for, you know, where you are today in your yes. mindset and your transformation. So what would you tell anyone else that, you know, to encourage them to just dream without limitation and just go for anything? What would you tell them in, to inspire girls and women around the world? I think one of the things is there's never a right time and mm -hmm. do it scared right? If anyone's looking at me right now going, oh, she's got it together. I don't. <laughs> if anyone says, oh, she's super, you know, she's ready. She's not scared. She's like gotten to the place where she's comfortable with this. I'm not, but right. there is no good time. And like I told, like I said earlier, you know, like life is really short and we're not mm -hmm. guaranteed the next day. So it's, it's about giving yourself grace and just jumping because right. in your heart, when you have that voice that says, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Then do it. You know, mm -hmm. because there isn't going to be a time where you go, you know what? I think I could change my whole life right now. And it's going to feel really easy and really comfortable. It's not. Um, mm -hmm. But what, but what I, what's important to me, and especially as a, as a mother, what's important to me is that what I model is what my daughter will eventually love herself as too. And so I right. want her to see the struggles. I want her to know it's not easy. And mm -hmm. I want her to see the success and the joy that mom gets to have too, when she puts mm -hmm. the hard work in, when she right. gets little milestones, right? Celebrate mm -hmm. the little moments of progress and don't be I'm afraid so big on that. you know and don't i'm learning i'm not real good at that i like to say okay well when the book is in my hands i'll be happy right. when i should celebrate each illustration i get and when i should be celebrating you know uh the 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 picture i get of the plush doll and not just when i get the plush doll right so there's all right. these things i'm learning of saying ash each little step is a step towards that bigger picture you don't need the bigger picture right. to be happy so mm -hmm. all of all of those things but but really modeling a life that I pray makes my daughter's life a little bit easier to say, mm -hmm. yes, it's hard. Yes. You know, it's life comes with a lot of cost and a lot of heartbreak and pain, but I'm really mm -hmm. strong. Like I remember when my mom did, you know, X, Y, and Z, that's what I want for her. So All I right. think I have to be brave enough to do what I tell her. <laughs> No, definitely. We have to set a good example. And I'm so big on the celebrating the small accomplishments thing because I myself, I can tell you like from a young age, I was always a results driven person. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you the first time I got my first B in school, it was in high school. I went to like the number one school in Florida. So I was like, okay, I got my first B and I was like, oh my God, like my life is ruined. I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? It's, it's okay. Sometimes, you know, you don't get everything. Yeah. You don't get and everything. We don't right. have you to don't be perfect. perfect. We don't mm -hmm. have to be perfect. So that's, I right. mean, and I'm like you, oh my God, I remember my B. I remember it was a public relations class. I'm not happy about it, right? I still am not happy about it. Um, you know, I had a, what, a 3.99 at the end. You know, I'm, I'm angry. Um, right. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm like, angry. <laughs> I'm a 4.0 people. Okay. Right. It's yes. perfection. I feel you on that one. Um, but the, the reality is, is that that's a hard, hard, hard life. And it's mm -hmm. an exhausting life. This pursuit of perfectionism. Yes. And so uh, I think, for me, it wasn't a choice. I was forced mm -hmm. to go, guess what? 
It doesn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? There were a lot of, from the miscarriages of like, what did I do wrong? What should I have done Mm -hmm. different to buddy passing away? It was months of me saying, should I, could I have done something to save him? Which the answer is no. And then with my job, my career that I had had and and had really been what I knew I was good at, you know, Mm -hmm. when that setback happened, I thought, Oh no, like what else could I have done? What else could I do? You know, I'm like struggling to show and prove that I'm perfect and that I'm worthy. And then I thought, who are you proving that to? Do you know what I mean? Like you did the best you could with the cards you've Mm -hmm. been dealt. And sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it's not. And so Mm -hmm. I think I've been forced into this place where I'm having to learn my imperfections can also be beautiful and my imperfections can be moments of transformation and setbacks while they're painful, also break us down to this ability to give ourselves permission, right? Right. I mean, build you back oh my God, individual. when I'm not on my knees, when I'm like flattened on the ground, when the bulldozer has run over me a couple times, like a cartoon <laughs> character, and I'm like pulled up on the, you know, on this, you know, I'm talking about, like, oh my God, yeah. yeah. And oh my God. So then I have to puff myself back up, right? As a cartoon. Yeah. But um, when that happens, The reality is, is like, as I'm lying there flat, I go, well, it's going to be, I get to rebuild this person. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as painful as it felt when the bulldozer ran over me, how am I going to stand back up? What do I want to look like when I stand back up? And so it's permission in the loss, in the Mm -hmm. trauma, in the failures, quote, end quote, which aren't failures. right? Right. We get to rebuild who we want to be. And that is the hardest build you'll ever do in your life. And you can do it every time. Every single time, over and over and over again. Yes, but it's hard. No, definitely. So I want to do, um, give you the opportunity um, before we know we have to close out and everything. I do want to give you the opportunity because we could go on and on and on and on and on. We probably might have to have some more conversations because we are just here with the chemistry and I love it. So I do want to give you the opportunity if any of our listeners want to know where to find you, where to follow your journey, how to contact you, um, how to get your book, any of that. We'll also link it in the description below, but just allow them to know that. Well, let's talk about the book first. I am so fortunate to have partnered with a brilliant artist, Zach Kincaid. He's uh, Thomas Mm -hmm. Kincaid's nephew. If you've ever heard of the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid, I got his nephew, who's a brilliant, brilliant artist in his own right. Um, My favorite thing, he's so great. My favorite thing about Zach is that he told me when I approached him about illustrating my book, he said, I am an artist, not an illustrator. So I'm worried about what I'm going to, you know, be able to do. What he did was create a book of art. It is whimsical and beautiful and emotional, right? Every picture kind of captures this story that I've written. And so I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for his partnership um, and, and trust in me as an author. Um, but, the, but the book is called The Girl Who Dances with Skeletons, My Friend Fresno. And it's that mm-hmm. story of Reagan, my daughter, falling in love with her little skeleton friend and the whimsical adventures that they discover about each other when they mm-hmm. realize, look, we're very different, right? You have a skeleton and a little girl, but right. those differences make us special. We're better together. Look at the cool things we can do as a team. And that at the mm-hmm. end of the day, when we love ourselves and when we accept people who don't look and act exactly like us, that we have a mm-hmm. better life together. And so- it's an awesome story for parents. It's a really cool way to talk about things like 
hey, what about the people we love who may not be exactly like us, right? Different religions, mm -hmm. different race, different sexualities, different you know, identities, all of these different things that seem threatening, just like a skeleton would be threatening. They're not, mm -hmm. if you take a minute to understand them, right? And when you right. get to know them and understand them, you realize they're not scary at all. In fact, they can be really beautiful and enrich the life that we already have, right? Doesn't have to right. be a threat to that life. And so I right. think that's the goal of the book is to really mm -hmm. give a message to people that they're lovable and they're worthy and they're special the way they are. And so are all the people around us. Um, so right. that book is now available. It's available for pre-order and will be shipped out in October of 2020. So jump in okay. there, get it now um, at www.myfriendfresno.com. And if they want to follow our adventures, we post Reagan and her wild adventures with Fresno. They can follow us on all social media platforms at my friend Fresno, or mm -hmm. they can follow Ashley, the author and scholar and whatever I want to be at yep. www.ashleywellman.com. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, we'll link all of that in the description below. I can't wait to like, you know, see your book. I'm going to follow because I know your daughter probably is a mess on the Instagram She's my greatest, um, and I think that, yeah, she's my greatest marketer, CEO, creative partner, yeah. and she is precious. I'm biased, but she's so fun. You'll love, you'll love. I her. love it. I love it. And I think it's so funny how like you live in Texas and then there's a city named Fresno. <laughs> she came up with it too. She had never been to Fresno. So really funny. Right. Like, okay. But once she named him, it's like a dog. Once she named the poor thing, I knew I was keeping it. And he ended up becoming yeah. her nap buddy, our travel companion. So <laughs> You'll see it all online. It's a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I'm going to have to follow the pages myself, but we thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Like we can definitely come on here again and have like hours and hours and hours of conversation. I know the listeners will be loving it, thank but you, we do Maya. thank you for sharing your story and bringing it and spending your time with us here today. And we thank everyone for tuning in to Made to Dream. Once again, I'm your host, Mai Chanel, and we'll see you next time.